And now, Canada Hoops, hosted by Maddie Ireland. everyone welcome back to canada hoops i'm really excited to welcome bryn maskowitz to the show she's a small forward big forward super forward <laughs> at ucla sophomore season bryn how are you doing today i'm doing good thank you how are you great great we're excited to have you on and uh i'm looking forward to this conversation me too <laughs> yeah um so i guess how are you doing with the pandemic? Staying safe and staying healthy? Yes, the pandemic is definitely crazy to think about. I've been home for over six months, which is insane to me. But it's nice to get family time, but definitely staying safe, definitely staying healthy. So That's great. I know uh, it's a tough time for everyone, so I always want to make sure everyone's doing well with uh, the whole quarantine and the pandemic. Um, let's, uh, let's really start at the beginning, Bryn. I know, um, you started basketball at an early age. The passion was there from the beginning. Um, was it always basketball? Did you play other sports too? Or I know that your family is a big hoops family and we'll get into that, but, uh, were there other sports or was it just basketball right from the get go? Oh, I played a variety of different sports. From very young, I did like swimming, gymnastics, all kind of like softball. And then when I got into like Catholic school board, kind of like the public school area, I did like all the sports. So I tried a bunch of different sports. Even outside of school, I went into volleyball just to kind of like do something. And then I just kind of liked basketball the best. So I gravitated towards basketball. And so I guess it was sort of an easy uh, route to go to just with, with the family and everybody playing as well, right? And there's getting a lot of gym access as well. Yes. Yes, most definitely. It really helps because my dad was a gym teacher. So if I ever wanted to go and like get extra shots up or something like that, I could come in like after school right. and get some shots up, which was nice. What's... uh. I'm excited to talk just about the family uh, aspect for you all because, you know, your dad's a personal friend and, and we play men's league together and he's mm-hmm. he's definitely someone that I look up to and, and respect a lot. Just, you know, he's someone I can go to advice on life and, you know, raising a family. And then, and then obviously for the hoop side too, I mean, you know, even you can always learn more and more about the game. I love to sit down with him and, and chat and pick his brain and you know talk about the history of the game what's um you know at an at an early age you know with the whole family playing basketball and now to where you know you're at UCLA your your sister Summers at Saskatchewan what's that that whole journey and growth been like as a family oh well it's definitely been a journey I can say that um it was a little bit hard at the beginning because my parents were my coaches. So there was like a hard kind of separation between like your coach and then like your parents. 
So like sometimes car rides home would be a little bit tough because they know how good I could be. And sometimes I didn't even know myself. So they just kept like inspiring me. And then, yeah, it was really cool. And it was a kind of not a hard transition, but it was like them being from like my coaches and like me, like what do I need to do better and all that stuff to them being like a supporter. I can see that they have like little things that they're like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. And then I just have so many coaches telling me so much stuff that I need to do sometimes. I'm like, can you guys just like say something like, oh my God, you did so good. So now that I'm in university and I'm playing and like when I played with Team Canada, they were like the biggest support system. So it was really, really cool to see their transition from kind of like being my coaches and critiquing my game to kind of just like supporting my game and like making me believe in myself. So, yeah. I mean, it's been well documented in Alberta, just, you know, your family and the, and the impact on the game. And I think it's a really cool thing to see. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that all makes me smile when I talk to your dad and, um, you know, and both, you know, he's, talking about your career this far and, and same with summer and um it's it's an exciting time for you all mm-hmm. i would agree with that it's fun <laughs> yeah so let's um you know you started high school here mm-hmm. and you know it was it was evident that you needed a little more out of competition in the game um and so you make the you make the decision to leave calgary go to hamilton go to lincoln prep mm-hmm. um what was that process like and that decision and that journey? Cause you went pretty young, but um, I know it was something that yourself and your family felt like it, it needed to happen. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like a hard journey because I was so young and it was just like, my sister went off to school. So then I was like, okay. Cause I'm like the baby in the family. Like, okay, we have two more years with her. And then I was kinda like, I kind of want to go, over into Ontario and then they're like what like you want to leave home like what the heck like we just got you here like that type of thing so it was a lot of like talking to people that we're really close with and talking to the coaches over there I went through um I checked out like a bunch of different programs to see which one was the right fit and then um I have a really close mentor Shawnee Harley and she helped kind of figure out what was the inside scoop with the basketball aspect, if it's like a legit thing or is it just kind of up and coming. And then I had the opportunity to kind of like go down, I would say maybe like, let's call it a recruiting trip. And then they kind of show me around their like facilities, kind of explain like their school aspects. So I went and I saw um, two schools when I was over there. And then I just fell in love with one program and I was like, I don't want to go anywhere else. So then packed my bags and off I went. (laughs) And uh, I mean, it paid off for you though. That was a a smart move. And um, you had uh, two years that were really successful. Uh, All-star both years, first team all-star. You you play in a bio steel, all Canadian game. Um, MVP in that, in that second game. What, um, when you get to Lincoln prep, was that, a bit of an eye opener in terms of, okay, now this is another level where the competition is that much better. I really got to bring it. Or was it basketball wise, was it an easy transition where you fit in pretty well in terms of your game? Mm. 
Yes. So when I went over there, the transition was actually um, fairly easy for basketball wise because I recently came off from, I believe, two summers with the national team. So I understood the high intensity type of training environments. So I would say that was pretty easy. But the schedule, that's what got me a lot of 5am wake ups, go to the gym, train, go to school and then work out. That was kind of more I need to balance like my nutrition a lot better and my sleep hydration to make sure I'm not like burning out or getting like mentally fatigued with that. So I would say that was the biggest like shock to me is like, holy cow, I need to manage my life a little bit better instead of just putting on my basketball shoes and going to go play. And so they run it very much like a, you know, a college program, correct? Yes. Yeah. When, um, you know, you're there and you're getting that competition and that exposure. Was that, um, you know, first really exposure in terms of scholarship offers or were you getting any kind of notice when you were in Alberta as well? Um, I did actually get um, quite a bit of notice when I was in Alberta. Um, but what happened to me is like when I when I talked to the coaches that were recruiting me is that I was the type of player that like they call – like ghost player. So like I would come in into the, into like the circuit and then I would leave. So I remember when I was like really young, I went with team Alberta to Chicago and I got quite a lot of like interest from there. But then after that, they like never saw me again because we didn't really travel to the States. So they're like, where the heck did this girl go? And then when I went to Ontario, they're like, Oh my gosh, here she is. So then like um, a bunch kind of like flooded back. So I would say it's like a little bit of a little bit of both, but mostly it came from Ontario. What are, what are your you know best memories from your two years there at Lincoln Prep, where you just you know your game elevated and um, you know your exposure and your um, identity, I guess, to other schools. What 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 do you take away from Lincoln Prep as as good memories and best memories? Oh, definitely some of my best memories was. With my teammates, some of the connections that I've built, I still talk to them each and every day. And then just the basketball-wise, getting to know a bunch of variety of different coaches, especially the Canada basketball coaches being so close. I could just hit them up and be like, hey, can I get a workout session in with you? Or can I pick your brain on this? Like, what's your advice on that? And especially training under Richard Nurse. He was a very tough coach, but it was kind of like a coach I needed to not let me like kind of slack off I always needed to compete and play my best and that kind of helped me develop kind of like a scrappier mentality instead of just kind of going out there like oh I'm playing basketball this is great like you actually want to win and you need to be competitive in those environments and you can't turn on your competitiveness when the game is close it has to be right off from the jump and that totally helped me develop my game being under Richard. I noticed um, you, you brought up a point that um, I, I want to highlight, and that's just, you know, I know throughout conversations with your dad you're in your two years there, it was very much like, you know, you're there for a reason, right? A purpose and a focus. And um, you mentioned that, and it wasn't where, you know, you were going away and not having to live at home and school and but it was, yeah, I'm here for a reason and, and I'm focused and I'm competing. And it was, you know, I would talk to your dad and I'd be like, B, what's, you know, what's, what's Bryn doing? How's her, how's her 
season going and he's like, well, she's here and this is what's going on. And every week was, uh, uh, you know, a big game. So, you know, it was great to see you go there, be successful. Uh, you know, you had a purpose in mind, you know, to, to hit that next level. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And I do believe that's also what helped me is that I, even though the hard days waking up really early and just kind of like I was tired, I always had like a motivation that I was like, okay, I need to go to the next level. I always wanted to push my game and being there really allowed me to do that. So. Right. When, um, you know, you finish at Lincoln prep and now you're looking at your options and offers. Um, I know UCLA was, it's obviously where you went. And, uh, I got a cool little side story with that when, um, your dad found out, but, uh, what what other schools offered you? Um, you know, did you go any other recruiting trips? What uh, what kind of interest did you have from other schools? Yeah, so my recruiting process was definitely really fun. I had a bunch of variety of different schools that I'm so thankful for. Um, but I wanted to stay more on the West Coast because I did have the opportunity to play over in Ontario, and I realized that as I go on, I kind of want to be able to share the experience with my family and have them come down. And I know flying over to the East is quite far. So I did have a couple of schools that I had in mind from there that started recruiting me quite early. Um, And that one was DePaul and then Michigan State. And then I went more over into the Pac-12 area. So I really liked UCLA and then Oregon State, and then I checked out Washington, right. and that was my that was my five. So when um, you know you got your offer, and I believe it was pretty much you were going to go to UCLA. I remember your mom calling your dad, and we had just finished a game in our men's league, <laughs> and and I, I think we won, so we were kind of all happy. And your dad's getting a call, and your dad's worried something's happened, and you know, your mom's filling them in and, you know, the, you know, the coach gave Brent, you know, offered Brent. And so, you know, your dad was definitely on a high that night. So uh, <laughs> that that was a cool little side story. It was like the, the rest of the guys on the team we got to share and that. So that was really cool. Oh, well, I'm glad I was a part of that experience from a distance. Yeah, it was, it was neat. So um, last year, your first season at UCLA, um, what was, you know, that first year like? You go, you know, you get there and you got to get on campus and get situated, and you start running practices. And um, did you know a lot of the team, any any of the other uh, players beforehand? And just um, maybe we can just kind of get into your whole season as a whole. I know it had highs and lows, but you know, uh, let's let's hear about that first year there. Yeah. So I did know everyone's name. That was like a huge thing for me. I wanted to make sure I knew everybody's name. I knew kind of like how they played. But the one person I really did know was Charisma Osborne. And I knew her quite well because she was on my recruiting trip with me. So I I was familiar with her and we got like, we were good friends from after the visit. And then just from my being in Thailand and training with the national team, my freshman group FaceTimed me a lot. So I kind of got used to talking to them. And then when I got into campus, it, it really felt like I was going back to Ontario. Like when I'm first there, like they don't really know how I play. They're like, right. kind of, who's this girl? She's from like Canada. 
And then so I was just kind of like, okay, like I've been through this before. Like I know what it's like. It's going to be okay. And then I just kind of started playing a little bit and got my feet under my ground because I came back from Thailand. I was a little bit jet lagged. But once I got my sleep back, I was all really good to go. And then, yeah. And so the team gets off to a hot start, right? I think you'll have to correct me, but I think started was it fourteen and all you started the year? Sixteen and all. Sixteen and all. Okay, yeah. So, you know, highly ranked. Um, the Pac twelve is a is a competitive conference for women's basketball. Um, you know, what what was that that like just being, you know, part of that and really um the team is on fire and, and going sixteen and oh to start? It was a great experience. It was really fun, but we didn't want to settle. We just wanted to kind of keep going and keep pushing and get better. And like you said, the conference is so competitive. So we knew every single game that we went into, it was it was a game. Like it wasn't something that we couldn't take not seriously because we had a 16-0 record. We had to take every team very seriously and play our best games that we had because you never know how it goes in the Pac-12. Yeah, so, and then and you battled an injury, and then I know that was a a tough thing for you throughout the year. Um, and then, you know, the the season's canceled, and there's no no tournament because of the pandemic. And so, just to wrap up your first year, you know, what do you what do you take uh, with you from year one moving forward? Just knowledge and experience. What do you what are you looking forward to? You know, using as you move forward. Well, because I got injured quite early, it was definitely a shock to my world because I I believed I would never got I would get injured for some reason, but it's a part of the game right. of basketball. Yeah. But it was actually the stuff I learned off the court that truly helped me. Um, I got a lot mentally stronger. I know how to face a lot of things now that probably before I didn't think I could. Right. So definitely just like the mental toughness from my injury. I learned a lot and I'm definitely looking forward to kind of just coming back and playing because I had the opportunity to play a little bit before I got hurt. And I was like, okay, I can do this like this. I was feeling really good. And my coaches were happy with me. My teammates were like, oh yeah. And then I got hurt, but I learned so much off the court and I'm just excited to kind of like get back in there and be like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to help out everyone and let's get this win. <laughs> right. And so, you know, for year two here, you know, what, what are your goals just uh, for this season? And I know uh, you're still trying to get healthy, mm-hmm. uh, but what are your, your benchmarks for yourself for this year? Um, you know, and when, when you return. Mm, that's a very good question. I definitely want to get a hundred percent healthy, even though who knows, never be a hundred percent healthy, but I just really want to give myself grace this year. I noticed when I was trying to kind of come back and I was in practice, I was very, very hard on myself because I was like, what the heck? I can't do this. Like, this is so weird. This feels weird. So I just want to give myself a lot of grace and then just kind of let everything present itself and its opportunity and then I'm definitely going to grab that opportunity but I'm not going to get frustrated or upset at myself so that's kind of my biggest goal is to just like the mental game of just allowing myself to be okay with where I'm at and then just keep striving to be better 
that's awesome i love it and then you know i know uh, lots of people are watching for your return and and want to see you do well and, and compete at 100 percent. so i feel like you know if you you do what you just said and, and be patient with yourself you know good things will come your way i have no doubt about that yes <laughs> um i'd love to get into your time with canada basketball obviously that's kind of the focus of the podcast and um i know you know i've read quotes from you where you know that's been your biggest highlight of your career so far is wearing the jersey with canada on it and uh you know your sister summer has represented canada as well what um you know what were your best memories from playing for canada and just that network of people within the program to support you you mentioned that earlier um you know maybe some of your favorite teammates and uh you know what do you what and and hopefully you have more memories going forward with team canada as well but what do you take um away from your time with canada at this point oh wow i had so many great experiences with team canada and just the opportunity to represent my country at my youth years is so amazing to me and then just being able to travel to different countries and explore their culture and learn about everything that's there and be in a different type of atmosphere. But it was so cool that we're in all these different countries, but the ba- like the basketball game is so universal. Everybody understands. It, even though we can't maybe communicate via language, we can kind of communicate through basketball. And I think that's something so cool that the circle of basketball seems so big but it's so small in the sense no you're right and uh that's why i love the game i feel like it connects people everywhere and um you know it's a universal language where people love it and enjoy it and it's something people can share as a passion and it's uh it's a beautiful thing and sports do that in general but you know, I feel like basketball is just uh, just this connection to it that people just enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who uh, gave me your, you got some favorite teammates from your, your time with Canada? The people that you maybe maybe didn't know very well prior to playing with them and then maybe make a connection at the camps and then mm. travel with? Yeah, well, definitely one of the closest connections that I have from like a First camp that I was ever there, fresh little duck in the pond. Yeah. I um, I was really close friends with uh, Letitia. She's awesome. at North Carolina now, and right. we're actually still really close friends. She's one of my best friends. She's been there through a lot with me. So I would definitely say we've developed a really strong connection. And then I still keep in contact with all my teammates that I've gone through the kind of like the system with. We still connect. Right connect and be like how are you doing like it's the smallest circle in the way (laughs) no i love it and uh yeah she's a big time name i mean um you know she's gonna be a force for canada and maybe you guys will meet up in um ncaa player that'd be really cool if you guys could match (laughs) up that would be i'm i'm tuning in for that if that happens if we got south carolina and and ucl play ucla playing i'm I'm watching that for sure yeah that would be fun Um, no, I, I, I'm glad you came on, Brim, because I, um, it's important to me to, you know, highlight up and coming players, uh, you know, and you know, you you've played for Canada already in your in your young career, and um, I want to ask you about a couple of things. One, 
you know, it's important for me to highlight the women's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the women's game is a, is a great game and the program in Canada is really strong. And, and we mentioned before we recorded about, you know, the buy-in from the, the women's players mm-hmm. for the program and they've really ele- elevated the program to a high level. What, uh, when you see that from the senior players doing that and you've already played and you're in that pipeline, you know, does that give you a lot of drive and a lot of focus? Yeah, you're at UCLA and that's that's a focus right now, but should Canada come calling again for senior team, you know, does that give you a lot of motivation where they've they put the program in such a, a high place right now? Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's a really, really motivating because I definitely want to experience the Olympics and wear Canada across my chest in the senior level. Right. And they just develop such a great platform to have role models to follow under. I know when I was in the cadet level and the junior level and they would come and come support us and check out our practice. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. Like I was basically fangirling because these women have set such a, an amazing platform and path to kind of follow and kind of see what excellence is and what you need to train like. And they set like a beautiful kind of like a, like a, a template in a way, just kind of like, this is what we do. And this is why we're at this level. And it's great to kind of like pick their brains and know their story, how they went through a bunch of stuff. So they set great examples for the younger ages. Yeah. And so are you able to connect with any of them throughout your, your season? Maybe you lean on a, like, uh, do you know Kia nurse just from, yeah. So, you know, you can, that's, I mean, that's invaluable for, for you, right? I mean, you can lean on these, these players for advice and, you know, and skills. And, um, so, you know, I'd love to maybe hear a message from you just from, you know, what, what would you say to a young girl that's, that's starting out? She's playing, you know, anywhere in Canada. Um, you know, what would be your message? to her if she's trying to improve her game, uh, you know, get noticed, uh, you know, where she can, you know, really put the game in, in her future. What would you, what would you tell that young girl? Um, excuse me. I would definitely tell a young girl that if you want to be great, you have to make sacrifices. So I know for me, and I'm very happy that I did it, is that I didn't really, after school, I kind of went and worked out. I went and I strength trained. I worked on my basketball game. I watched game film. And I kind of sacrificed kind of like going to parties, hanging out with my friends, kind of doing like a bunch of those things. Like I had a healthy balance, but I would more so choose my sports. And I just stayed really focused with that. You might get some of the friends like, oh, you never come hang out with us. But you'll find those real friends that they understand that they're like, okay, this girl is serious about what she wants to do. And then now later on, I have my friends talking to me. They're like, I remember you were so driven and look at you now. Like, I'm so amazed with you. And it's just a great compliment to hear. And it's just like your hard work will pay off, even though in the moment you're like, I don't see 
that improvement. I'm not whatever. In a year, there's like so much can happen and you just really need to believe in yourself and just be the player that you want to be and just kind of keep, keep going at that. Well, that's awesome. I love it. That's an awesome message. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, any young kid could take that advice and, and and go with it. And I, I feel like, you know, you've set a good example for local kids in, in Calgary, Alberta, across Canada. I mean, um, you know, they can look at, at, at you, Bryn, and say, wow, she's making it. She's at UCLA and, you know, she's working on her game all the time and she's, she's focused, she's training. Um, I just want to ask you quickly before, uh, we wrap it up just you know you've gotten a first-hand look at the growth of the game in Canada mm-hmm. and, and the game has come a long way and um, you know anyone that I've talked to not just on the podcast but in conversations you know your dad other friends you know we've all seen the game come so far um, it's an exciting time for basketball in Canada you know what what do you take away from that in terms of, you know, the future and what the game looks like in Canada and you know the support and the growth of the game? Yeah, the growth of the game is huge. And I would definitely take away from that is that fundamentals are, are huge because each level you're expected to kind of have like this base. And if you can master certain skills in that base – you'll become super helpful to the team and help improve the game in Canada itself. So let's say you're, you're not too great at a pull-up. If you keep working and then you master the pull-up, then you can kind of change your game and develop something else. So in your own way, in your own development with your fundamentals, if you keep challenging yourself and keep growing in certain areas in your own game, you're making Canada as a whole better when you get into that team because then there's certain levels there's certain girls when you come they're like she can do that and that will help Canada keep getting better and better and change the expectation of where you need to be and it's great to kind of like see that from the senior level they keep changing they keep keep growing and it's going to be so awesome how the game changes and how each player fits into the way it changes because you never know one year could be this offense, the next year it's that offense, and you always have to be ready for that change, which is so fun. <laughs> no, it is. I'm excited for the the game and you know the future of the game in Canada, and I hope uh, we get the Olympics next summer. And I know the women have qualified, and I hope uh, you know the men can do the same and just keep putting Canada on the map in terms of uh, a basketball powerhouse. Yeah. Bryn, I'd like to know if you have like a top five for Canadian players. It can be a top five. Yeah. Who who are your top five? It can be, and it doesn't have to be people you would put in it just because of skill. Maybe you like their game the most or but give me give me a top five for Canada. Ooh, definitely Kia Nurse. Right. Definitely. Um Nalia Chanwa. She's yeah. a great player. Um, Nail, I don't know how to say her last name. I really yeah. like her name. Yeah, her game is nice. Um, I really like Bridget Carlton's game. 
Yeah, she's, she's on fire. She's catching fire right now. Yeah, yeah, she is. And one more. Ooh, this is so tough. Oh, who would I say? I really like Naira Fields' game. Even though she's not playing with the national team anymore, I really right. liked her game of how assertive she was as a point guard and really good on defense and I would say that's my top five. So the four current playing and one retired. <laughs> I love it. No, those are great names, and they've they've put in a lot of work for the program, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll just do a little quick uh, question on Bryn and see what uh, we get here. Bryn, what is your favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, my favorite place. Um, in regards to, like, basketball, or yeah. just in life. Okay. So Where where's the game taking you that you've enjoyed the most? Oh, I would say Thailand. Thailand was so cool. I had actually an expectation that it would be like elephants, palm trees, rainforest right. type of thing. And then when I got there, it was like palaces and city and like these cute little like buggy carts. And that that experience really took me by surprise. But it was so it was so beautiful. So I would say Definitely Thailand is one of them. Awesome. Okay. Favorite food? Favorite food? Okay. Right now, I would say my favorite food is Indian food. I love butter chicken. (laughs) That's a a go-to for a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Truck or car? Oh, I would say a car just because I've driven a truck and it's cool, but it's big it's a big type of thing so i'm a jeep i'm a jeep girl i even have like my first car was a jeep so nice yeah i would say a car <laughs> okay what's your favorite holiday burn oh okay i would say christmas christmas is my favorite holiday i love the atmosphere it brings i love the coziness i love like especially because in canada the snow Right. I just think it's it's great. <laughs> All right. I think I got one more that gives us five for number five. How about your favorite city? Favorite city? Yes. I would say Los Angeles right now. Right. Just because there's so much going on and there's so many places to explore. And I haven't even explored Los Angeles yet. So I'm really excited to be Going through Los Angeles. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, I think that does it. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we were excited to have you on Canada Hoops. I'd love to have you back sometime. Maybe next mm-hmm. time we'll get a, a, a Maskewitch sister uh, episode. We'll get Summer on as well. <laughs> well, thank you uh, so much for having me. I really enjoyed coming on. No, we appreciate it and all the best. And uh, can't wait to see you uh, this season at UCLA. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bryn. Well, that's a wrap on episode three of Canada Hoops. I want to thank Bryn Maskovich for coming on. I want to thank you for listening. You can find Canada Hoops podcast at Canada Hoops on both Twitter and Instagram. Keep talking hoops, everyone. Until next time, I'm your boy, Maddie. Thank you for listening to Canada Hoops.